Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Vitakovic. Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me on this show. I am hoping that you are having the loveliest day ever, and I should probably say that today's topic is one of those deeper but very important, very life-transforming subjects. It's all to do with the connection between your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. So for some, this will be a reality check. For others, it might be a light bulb moment. And for those already familiar with thought work, I'm hoping it's just going to remind you to always, always, always keep your thoughts in check. So I'm going to start this episode with a little story that involves me stepping back in time quite a few decades ago. So back then, it was probably almost 25 years ago, I was this wide-eyed student, super excited about starting my psychology degree at university here in Sydney, Australia, which is where I live. So even as a teenager, I was obsessed with the study of the human mind. I was seriously obsessed with wanting to understand what made people tick. And I probably thought that I had a really good idea about the subject, but oh my, I was going to learn a lot more during those years over at university studying the subject because humans are very complicated in case you haven't guessed. And when I sat there for my first cognitive psychology lecture, I was totally blown away by what I heard. And it was this, your thoughts equal your feelings equal your actions. Those were three words. I'm pretty sure the lecturer wrote it down on a chalkboard. I think that we still had chalkboards back then. And I never forgot the way that they these words hit me like a ton of bricks. So I want you to think now about what I'm sharing with you just a little bit more deeply. And if you're familiar with it, Take the time to think about how it applies to your life right now. So your thoughts are impacting your feelings, which consequently impact your actions. So in the model of psychology, all three are connected and influenced by each other. So it's a little bit like a domino effect. So we're going to start by looking at your thoughts. Your thoughts are the words that run through your mind. These are the things that you tell yourself inside your head every single day, all day long about what is going on in the world around you. Now, you need to remember that humans have around 60,000 different thoughts a day. But when it comes to thinking about a situation, just a neutral circumstance, people can have a million different thoughts about the same situation. But all that matters right now are the thoughts that you have running through your head. So now let's have a little conversation about feelings. Feelings are the emotions you feel as a direct result of the thoughts that you have in your head. You can feel happy or sad, maybe angry or frustrated. All of that is solely due to the thoughts that made you feel a particular way. We often think that it's a particular situation that brings on this onslaught of emotions in us without realizing that we skipped a pertinent step. And we ignore the thoughts that we first must have had in order to bring that feeling to life. Now let's look at actions. Actions are the things that we do or the way that we behave. And it's always a result of the way that we feel. 
Let's just say when it comes to doing some exercise or working on a project, we do that when we feel motivated. Maybe we sulk or behave childishly when we feel upset, or we celebrate when we feel happy, or we lash out when someone has hurt us or we think they have hurt us. I also personally like to add results to the end of this equation because I really feel like your actions bring on the results in your life. So more specifically, good actions equal good results. And just the same, you know, negative actions will bring upon negative results most of the time. So let's just look at a few examples of this using the cognitive triangle model. I'm just going to use a general example, okay? It's just a general situation and it's to do with not being invited to a party on Saturday night. Now I'm going to share with you five different thoughts that five different people could have about this same neutral circumstance and demonstrate how their different thoughts would lead to a different result in their life. So let's just say you have person A. They haven't got an invite to this party. It's Saturday night, but they choose to think, okay, I wasn't invited because everyone hates me. The feeling that would come from that thought is being upset or depressed, and the action that could result from that feeling is maybe, let's just say, crying over a tub of ice cream. But then you have person B, number two. That person instead chooses to think, well, she wasn't a super close friend of mine and that's why I wasn't invited. And the feeling that would come from that thought is just a feeling of acceptance and maybe the action that would follow is making plans to do something else fun on the night. And then you have person number three. That person thinks, Do you know what? This is so fantastic. I now finally have the night free so I can do something romantic with my boyfriend. The feeling that would come from that thought is loving and the action that would follow is, let's just say, going out to a romantic dinner and a movie night instead with her boyfriend. And I'm going to do another example. Example number four, this person is thinking, well, I don't really know the party host that well yet, So I should actually make an effort to do so. And by choosing to think this thought, she might feel determined, hopeful. And the action that would follow would be, let's just say, maybe calling the host to invite her over to dinner next week. And now just one final example. You could have a fifth person. So remember, in all these examples, the circumstance is exactly the same. But this final person is choosing to think, That girl is purposely trying to humiliate me by leaving me out. And the feeling that would come from having such a thought would be, let's just say, anger, I would guess. And the action that could follow from that is, let's just say, maybe writing a pointed post about fake friends who leave people out on Facebook. Can you see how that could follow? So as you can see, each of those actions was directly tied to the way that the person felt about the event. And the different feelings arose from the different thoughts they had about the situation. So it was the same situation, but the different thoughts led to different feelings and different actions. So are you starting to see or remember, if you've already learnt about this before, just how important your thoughts can be? And have you ever stopped to think about the exact thoughts that you could be having that might have aroused particular negative feelings in you, such as if you were ever angry or jealous or resentful or regretful? What specific thoughts did you have that led to you feeling that particular way? So I really need to make it clear, and I probably would say it many times on this podcast, 
We cannot control our circumstances. You cannot control what other people think or do. You really, really can't. It causes us so much grief when we think that we can control other people when it just isn't a viable or realistic option. In addition to this, I want to make sure that we're on the same page, that we understand that circumstances are just events. They're neutral events and they don't have any additional meaning until we give it meaning with our thoughts. So let's just say in the past, you might have got a particular grade on a test when you were back in high school, or maybe you missed out on a job or you didn't receive that invite to a party. None of those things mean anything until we attach meaning to it with our thoughts. They are simply events and circumstances that have taken place. We can choose to think they are the greatest thing that has ever happened to us in life or that they're the worst thing that has ever happened. We get to choose. Every individual in this world has the potential to think something different about an event and probably they will given that we have agency and free will. It is our prerogative to make a choice. Now, I'm going to use the example of let's just say you have siblings that live in a family, and let's just say that some might call that family dysfunctional. Now, you could have one child who thinks and believes that they had the most destructive childhood ever and that this damage has permanently destroyed their future. But then again, you could have a second sibling in that same family who thinks, sure, it was pretty crap but I'm happy to move on from it. I'm going to use it as fuel to fire my desire to do better and be better than my parents. And then you could have a third child who's like, nah, what are, what are they going on about? Like they could be completely oblivious and immune to any potential damage. So you have in this example, the same household, the same parents, the same circumstances, and yet a completely different outcome for each child. And this is often, you know, varies according to what each child thinks in their head about their upbringing and they are making that choice. You need to understand, remember, we cannot control our circumstances, nor can we control what other people do or think, but we can control our own thoughts. I just want to make that really clear that all circumstances are events and they don't have additional meaning until we give it meaning with our thoughts. But now here is the great news. You get to control your thoughts. You absolutely do. In fact, it's the one only thing that we have total power and control of, our thoughts. And now that we understand that positive thoughts generate positive feelings and attract positive life experiences, why wouldn't we opt to choose more positive thoughts if we have that choice? Because we do. You might know someone who's always thinking negatively And, you know, what a surprise, they're feeling negatively and then a lot of the actions that they produce in their life are negative as a consequence of those thoughts and feelings. But the cool thing is that once you understand that you are in control of your thoughts, you can replace those negative thoughts that you have with positive ones and you will start to see more positive results in your life. So just to summarize before I go on, you know, making it clear that your thoughts equal what you think and they are going to impact how you feel and your feelings, which is what you're feeling, they're going to impact what you do and your actions are how you act and they're going to impact the results that you have in your life. Now, I absolutely love Buddha and he once so wisely said, what you think you become, what you feel you attract and what you imagine you create. The truth is our thoughts are honestly the architects of our destiny. 
They have this tremendous power to make or break your entire world. So you really, really need to understand this right down to the core of your soul. Your thoughts have power and what thoughts you give power to will have power over you if you allow them to. Now, a lot of people seem to think that, you know, it's the past that's holding them back and what they need to understand, the past is neutral. It's what you choose to think about the past that is going to make or break you, move you forward or hold you back in life. The past is over. It's gone and it doesn't have any power over you anymore unless you allow it to. And if you don't control what you think, you can't control what you do because the thoughts of this very moment are creating your future. And as you probably already guessed, a negative mind will never, ever give you a positive life. Just you've got to remember that. So I'm going to interrupt this train of thought of this, you know, thoughts equals your feelings equal your actions to let you know that there is actually one exception. It's like this secret tip when it comes to feelings. And I learned this from Tony Robbins, who I went to see last year in a seminar, and he completely shifted my my perception on this theory. So Tony stated at the seminar that music also has the incredible potential to alter your state or feelings. So I'm going to ask you a question now, like have you ever been driving in a car, maybe you're focused on getting to work on time, or you're collecting your kids from school, and this song comes on on the radio and it stops you in your tracks. Maybe you haven't heard the song for a while, but it completely brings up these nostalgic feelings in you. Maybe it was your wedding song or a song that you danced to in nightclubs as a teenager, or maybe it was a ballad that you listened to and cried over when you broke up with your first boyfriend. Whatever the case is, you heard that song and it changed the way that you felt. It instantly transported you back to a time and place that existed way back in the past and hearing that song made you feel something, even though you weren't thinking about that event just seconds before. Nonetheless, it still brought back that unexpected strong rush of feelings. So just test it out now, maybe think of a song that you love that makes you feel happy, a song that, you know, just makes you feel at peace, gets you dancing or makes you reminisce. Think about that song. Maybe you can even play it out loud if you can press pause and put it on Spotify. How does that song, how does it hearing it make you feel? Does it have a magical impact on your mood? Now, the reason I'm mentioning this is this is one example where you don't need to have a particular thought in order to feel a feeling. So, One of those things that Tony also mentioned on the night was understanding that emotion is created by motion. So let's just say you're feeling tired and overworked or you're simply in a bad mood. And I know that I was feeling this way on the second day of this seminar that I went to to see him. I'd had like a really bad sleep the night before. I felt this massive migraine coming on. But Tony, of course, wants to test his theory out. He wants to show us that, yes, emotion is actually caused by motion. So what he asked us to do was to rate our current level of energy. And I think I put myself at an optimistic five out of 10. I was a little bit, uh, you know, not really feeling it at that moment in time. But then he started playing this really loud music. It was pumped up. You know, if you've ever seen Tony, he loves his music really, really loud. And he instructed us to all get up and dance like crazy, even though I was not in the mood. I know I wasn't. And even if you hated the song and I know it wasn't my favorite, even if we didn't feel like doing it, and I know I 100% did not feel like putting my pen and paper down and dancing, 
but he made us do it nonetheless because he wanted to show us how this works. So once we were done, we got up, we danced for around three minutes, whether we liked it or not. He got us to sit down and he asked us to rate our level of current energy. And I have to admit, I was surprised when I noted that my mood level had shifted from a 5 out of 10 up until a 7 out of 10. So it still wasn't 10 out of 10, but it definitely lifted. And all I had done to achieve that change was dance around for three minutes to a song that I particularly did not feel like dancing to when I didn't feel like dancing. But the improvement and shift in my mood was just obvious straight away. So some little ideas that you can do to get this, you know, motion happening when you're feeling a little bit down just to lift your spirits and lift your mood is dance around to a song. Tony recommended just jumping on a little trampoline for two minutes. It doesn't have to be five minutes. Just two minutes is enough. Or you can do 10 jumping jacks or 10 push-ups or some squats or maybe even run up and down a flight of stairs. The point is to get your body moving and just to do these actions a few times a day, even when you don't want to. That is the key. Even if your thoughts are telling you it's the dumbest idea in the world, I want you to do it anyway. And be honest, does it improve your mood a little bit after you do that work? If it works for you, then you've just uncovered a secret way of positively shifting your mindset when you can't get into that space of thinking something more positively. So you need to remember, music has the power to positively alter your mood. So I want you to use this to your advantage. Like even now, like now that you know this is the case, now that you know that music can, you know, influence our feelings and your mood, why not just create the perfect motivational playlist filled with your most favorite songs ever? Why not listen to those songs when you first wake up or when you are, you know, off to sleep at night or driving on the road and you just want to put yourself into a really good mood. This is such a simple way of positively shifting our attitude. So remember, motion equals emotion and music can impact your feelings just as powerfully as your thoughts can. So I definitely recommend creating a feel-good playlist filled with at least 50 of your favorite songs that you can listen to whenever you need to shift your perception. Also write down five activities that you can force yourself to do for just two minutes, even when you don't feel like it, just to get that rush of instant energy. This is all about starting each day with the right positive mindset, attitude, thoughts, feelings as well. Just be vigilant and keep your eye on your attitude like a hawk because you already know the power that your thoughts have. And if you feel yourself swaying down a path where your attitude's starting to feel more negative, you need to stop it in its tracks. And guess what? You can. It's you are the one in control of your thoughts. You can do it. Snap your fingers, think something differently, put yourself on a different path. Your thoughts are honestly the most powerful indicator of where you are going to end up in life and the best reflection of your life as it stands right now. So I'm going to share with you another story. So this is another story back from when I was a teenager. I read this quote. I loved it. It actually was like, I think, the first rule out of 50. It's this framed artwork that I actually have still overseas and my parents have a place overseas. And the quote goes as follows, marry the right person because this one decision will determine 90% of your happiness or misery. So I'll read that again. Marry the right person because this one decision will determine 90% of your happiness or misery. 
So like I said, it was sitting as rule number one on the best 50 life tips to living a successful life. And 30 years later, it is still framed in this house that my parents have overseas. So at the time, I thought this was like the wisest, coolest thing I'd ever heard. And of course, it prompted me to think very carefully about choosing my future life partner, which I made sure I did. I married well, so thank gosh. But now that I'm older, I think that the truth is actually more refined. It doesn't just apply to choosing a life partner. The same truth applies to your attitude. I mean, I could rephrase that quote to say, marry and commit to the right thoughts because this one decision will determine 90% of your misery or happiness. I mean, that is true just the same, isn't it, really? Your thoughts and your attitudes will determine whether you are happy or miserable in life. They really will. And as I probably have said already many times, you get to choose your thoughts. Today, you can choose to think lovingly about people or you can be annoyed by them. You can choose to be forgiving or judgmental. You can choose to be productive or feel overwhelmed by everything around you. These feelings of love and compassion or overwhelm, they don't just randomly pop into your head without you doing anything to bring them on. They are caused first by the thoughts that you've chosen to think of your own three will. Now, I don't know if you've read this book by Viktor Frankl. It's called Man's Search for Meaning. I actually read it only a year or two ago, and I really encourage you to buy or borrow it if you can. It was written back in 1946 by Viktor Frankl about his experiences as a prisoner in this Nazi concentration camp during World War II. So in this book, he goes on to describe that man's deepest desire is to find meaning in his life and that if you can find that meaning, you can survive anything. He also decided that he was going to use his experience of great suffering in that concentration camp as an opportunity to make himself a better person. Now, he could have chosen to be bitter. He could have chosen to be angry. He could have chosen to be unforgiving or destroyed. And many people wouldn't have probably blamed him if he came out of that experience feeling that way. But instead, he decided to think differently about his experience. And those consciously chosen thoughts turned what was a terrible experience into something that was valuable for him in the end. Now, I love this quote by Frankel who said, Everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's own attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. And you too can do the same. If you are driving home today and someone cuts you off the road, You can choose to think that driver is the biggest, insert whatever word you want to do there, and be filled with rage. Or you can think, man, you know, he must be having a terrible day, poor him, and choose to show some compassion instead. If you are up for a promotion and you miss out, you can think your life is over because you did not get that one job and feel depressed. Or you can choose to think, hey, this happened because something better is waiting for me in the future and I can feel hopeful again. It is all a choice. I'm just going to use one more example that is quite common. If you're married, you'll get what I mean. Let's just say you came home and you have a partner that speaks really harshly to you. What you would say is really rude. Now you can think, oh great, what a selfish, unappreciative, rude person. You can insert a swear word there if you like. He doesn't appreciate anything I do. He always takes me for granted. He doesn't even love me because if he did, he wouldn't speak to me that way. 
and so on and so on and so on. You get the drift. Or you could think, oh, you know what? He must have had a really bad day today. I know exactly how that feels. I'm going to give him the breathing room and space that he needs. Now, can you see how the results that came from those two different thoughts will equal two different actions and how much of a difference they're going to make in that relationship? That little domino effect that started with that one thought, one which can be positive and one which can be negative, will lead to two different feelings and two different actions and results in that relationship. Because when you think reactively, you fuel the fire and just make things worse. You know it's true, right? I mean, I know it's true. Whereas when you think with compassion, you tame the situation so it becomes a little bump in the road that doesn't trip you over. Now, with every example that I've given you, the circumstances have never changed, remember. They're always neutral. You are the one that is giving meaning to the situation at hand. And you can choose to think whatever you like about a situation. It doesn't mean if, it doesn't matter if someone else thinks that it sounds totally crazy or that you're being ridiculous. You get to decide. And why not choose to think the thoughts that give you the results you want in life? If you want to achieve results that are loving, why not think loving thoughts? You already know the domino effect. It's going to lead to loving feelings, loving actions, loving results. And the same goes if you want to have results that require confidence from you. Start by thinking confident thoughts. All of those things, your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions and results too are intricately connected together. And they all start with what you choose to think. The operative word there is choose. So now ask yourself, if you are feeling less than the best today, what thoughts do you need to think in order to give you the results you actually want to achieve in your life? Are your current thoughts helping or hindering you? What thoughts could you embrace that would help you improve your attitude? What thoughts would bring you peace if peace is something that you are after? And what thoughts do you need to let go of? And what thoughts do you need to hold on to tightly in order to achieve the dreams that you want to achieve in your life? In the end, my friend, it is all up to you. Please don't ever, ever forget that. that Your thoughts are always a choice. They are the all-important first domino that will impact your feelings, actions, and results. Of course, I believe that you should grant yourself some grace on the days where you feel low, but just think loving thoughts instead because you really do deserve to live this amazing life. You deserve to have everything that you are dreaming of. You are made for more. You are more than enough. I already know that about you. Now it's up to you to decide the same and come to a similar conclusion by simply choosing the right thoughts, the thoughts that you need to have to get you where you want to go. And the choice is yours. It's your journey. You get to pick your destination. So until next time, guys, have a great day and I will catch you in the next episode. Take care until then. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friend.